she's shy. Well, um, now is not the time to be shy, yeah, no. Courtney. I am Courtney. I I just finished my final exam. I got a ninety on it, and I graduate Thursday. Woo! And well, I'm from North Carolina. For those of you who don't know that, you said your final exam in, in what? Well, math. A little bit closer. Put your math. Yeah. 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 Math. Mean, math exam. Yeah. It was just, Over. that's the last class I had to take. And I kept that to the very last one because I hate math. So. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you said too. it was uh, air um, management. What? Aviation management and career pilot. Av- aviation management and career pilot. So I told Nicole that's that when, smart for me. when we get our private jet, we'll give Courtney a call to fly our plane. Yes. That is awesome. There you go. Did I tell you, I was in aviation for a hot minute. Yeah. 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 I remember you saying stuff about that. But yeah. I didn't trust myself with it. Too <laughs> many helicopters. Too right? many casualties. Yeah. Too many yeah, casualties. I would be yeah. terrified of a <laughs> Well, he's, it's one of those where uh you know if he's if there are any like leftover nuts or screws he's like oh, it's probably not how that's supposed to go have read the directions. Yeah. well they you know they always include a couple extra bolts uh <laughs> I, sometimes they do when you're putting furniture together <laughs> no, yeah i know yes they yes, do they do no they don't yes, yes they do they do and it will say like extra yeah thank you jen Okay, guys, we got a few things going on today. Lots. Yeah. Today's a big day. All right. Most importantly, King Charles got. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the most important. I can't believe you said that was most important. I'm just kidding. Okay, so today we got the coronation of King Charles, Derby Day, Seis de Mayo, which is like Cinco de Mayo's belated birthday. (laughs) Um, And Courtney's here. And also, this is our five-year anniversary episode. So very exciting things going on. Um, To kick it off, um, thank you guys, everyone, John, Nicole, supporters, tacos, Taco Supremos, taquitos, um, for supporting us for five years and helping us keep this going um and our newest supporters we had four new uh four new supporters this week so thank you so much to faith lauren william and christy so thank you thank you thank you keep it coming we love to have you guys as part of our community um it's it's awesome to get to know you guys and to talk to you guys so thank you we couldn't do this without you we wouldn't do this without you faith william lauren and christy Christy. lauren's from uh the big island hawaii yeah (gasps) oh yeah. Is it yeah. is it right. Lauren or is it Lauren? I just wanted to make sure because it's spelled it's an Lauren. unique way of spelling. Yeah. Mm. I think it's the Hawaiian way of spelling it. Okay. Yeah, but I have everyone's packages sent out except for William. Um, I just got your address. I know well, you just sent it. And Chris, so. Christy just joined today. Yeah. So we'll send so, awesome. send you guys out on Monday, and you should get it. Lauren, yours should get there probably by next week. It takes fifteen days for you. Courtney is, she has been listening to us since Reese, her four-year-old, was in the womb. Wow. <laughs> I've pretty much been listening to the entire time. So, yeah. We're, 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 we're good time passers, you that's, know? Like, we're, we're at least we're keeping it entertaining. That's pretty cool. Does your son know our voice? I'm almost positive he knows Okay. Yours. And that's probably why he didn't act all weird and stuff around He was yeah. just like, oh, I, I, these, this is familiar. There's no stranger danger here. He's so sweet. He was playing with yeah. his little yeah. trucks. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to raise him right. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, you can tell he's definitely raised right. Smart kid too. Very smart. Yes. Yeah. You put the headphones right on your belly listening to Talk Murdered Me. They just got so much. And I hope he doesn't that. turn out as like a mass murderer. I had y'all play in while I was in labor. Oh my God. <laughs> I was in labor for three Are you days. One episode. 
I mean, talk about uh, gore. I can't even, I don't even know. I had just downloaded a bunch of, let them play the whole three days I was there. So That's it was crazy. like murder in the. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a bloody scene, both in your headphones and what was going on down there. Oh, yeah. man. Hopefully it wasn't any of the medical murders that we covered. Yeah, that would have been like awkward. Like the nurse yeah. or, you know. <laughs> the, the nurse any has doctor like could a, be a killer. <laughs> what? The nurse has like a syringe or something. And the nurse is like, oh, never mind. I'm just going to put that in my back pocket. That's right. Natasha. You didn't see me. Natasha, who's on here, she went into labor while we were recording the live stream for the, sec- the Charles Manson. Oh, remember? Yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. wait, my water just broke. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so to celebrate Derby Day, we have mint juleps, which is like what the drink think? of the Derby. I haven't tasted it yet. I've been wow, waiting. Wow, that is so strong. I'm nice. I'm. I don't taste as much mint as I want to. No, and I don't know. I'm. This is nothing to say about your drink. I just. I don't know. Is yeah. this your drink, Courtney? Did you? No, make this? we made oh. it because it's the Kentucky no, Derby. I'm. This oh. is nothing on Nicole's bartending skills because she usually does a very good job. And this, I'm sure, is a delicious mint julep. If this is what it's supposed to taste like, I've never had one. I just don't know that I like it. And Courtney picked out our surprise shot. Oh yes. So our dedication is for you today, Courtney, for coming all this way to Yay. record with us live. That just they, I mean, you were an early listener if we are celebrating our five year right now. Yeah, so. and I know. I can't right? believe you're still here. I know. I can't believe we I can't believe we're still yeah. here. When you when you said it was a five uh year, I'm like, has it really been five years? Yeah. You look at your son and be like, Yeah, man, he's about he's about five. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's Let's a long see. Let time. me let me shout out everybody that is on the live chat. We've got Shram, we've got Natasha, we've got Brittany, we've got Tina, we've got Martin, we've got Taro. If who else is here, make yourself known. Say hey. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, there's Lauren. What's up? We were just shouting out um Hawaii. So. Hey Desiree. And I'm assuming Andrew's with you. What's up, y'all? All right. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers. Ooh. Butterscotch. Oh that a butterscotch? That was amazing. Oh, that was that delicious. Was good good I'm, choice. I'm surprised you didn't want me to be like, ah. Well, I did, but then I decided to take it easy. <laughs> Thank you. We should mix that one with the, the Stroop waffle. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. All right. So, Courtney, tell where, us. Where are we going tell tonight, us about Courtney? Courtney. The uh, yeah, where are we going? Sprawling, we sprawling metropolis known as Clinton. Uh, so, in case you didn't know, Clinton is in Sampson County, uh, North Carolina, and is the pig capital of America. I love pigs. We have uh, we have more hogs than we do people. Wow, is that because I, I is that feel, because they eat the people? Pigs, they can handle Hannibal. No, yeah. pigs will eat anything. Like yeah. literally, that's how you get rid of a body yeah. is you feed it to pigs. That was on that movie, Jen. They yeah, were, they, they do. do. They do. They it's real, everything. Jen. The, I grew up on a pig farm. Yeah, but you're not dead. They eat. The, they don't kill you. They just eat dead people. It, a dog will eat you if it's hungry enough. They eat the bones and everything. Like zero trace. Shit, I'll eat you if I'm hungry enough, Jen. Oh, I. I I do have some good Thank meat on my bones, so it's not like you're going to be getting anything tough. It's going to be like a nice brisket cut. Okay, we went off track. Sorry. More pigs than people. Oh, and uh, we were on the Dead Files at one point. Oh. The is that a files. TV show? 
so, yeah, yeah, they get they go and investigate haunted places. And oh, our art our, our art museum is haunted, although it's yeah. called the Smalls House. Okay, was there a murder there? No, but several people died. Okay, jeez, oh, like in a short amount of time. Oh, oh. maybe mm. it was Suspicious. like lead poisoning from paint or something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the doctor who lived there, he ran his practice out of there too. Uh, oh, he, he killed them. Obviously, he was found in the oh. back in the snow, and he was just dead. It snows there sometimes. That maybe, is weird. Maybe once every four <laughs> years. <laughs> so, Clinton, how close are you to Clinton? Uh, about fifteen minutes away. Hmm. This story is nuts, man. Oh my god, this story has all the best stuff in it. I mean, come on, I always say this, but no one's covered this. Come on, you think so? Maybe. No, I've never heard of that, and I'm from the town. So, yeah, <laughs> the town of Clinton, established 1784. Richard Clinton deeded five acres, so we're going to a five-acre town. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I no? don't know if I okay. <laughs> I don't know if I could finish this. Jen, you better finish your drink. I need a straw. I think here is where we're going. One seventeen Sunset Avenue. Sorry, you're not here anymore, Courtney. Well, tell me, have you been here? That's where the Walmart is. <laughs> oh, all right, it's a landmark now. <laughs> That's where the <laughs> the Walmart is. Everyone. Wally World. You guys yes. heard it. You guys heard it first. <laughs> Talk murder to me. Let's look at it. Please be a Walmart. That's totally a Walmart. Oh, yeah. yeah that is the Walmart. Oh, yeah. By a Lowe's. Uh, or, no, wait, that's, Lowe's. that's a Lowe's. Oh, then Walmart's on You're talking down. to the... Talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so the Walmart's on down. So you enter the road and there's the Lowe's there and you go straight and it's all traffic stupid. And then uh, the Walmart's on the other side. You know what's great about this story is... Well, I mean, you, you obviously live in this area and this actually makes my area look look good <laughs> i don't think your area is that bad did i tell i told you i'm going I'm up there kidding. in june right hey wolfie 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 what's up all right let's get started tonight we're going here and this is 1017 sunset avenue what is this right here jen uh it says it right there a church there you go this is where we're starting tonight oh okay do you know this church courtney yes yes i do Say I it again. Two family members <laughs> that go to that church. Okay. Oh my God. Do they know that you're here doing this story? There's this is a small community. I'm just telling you. Like I said, uh, I asked them about it. They were very hush hush. Didn't want to say anything about it or talk to me about it. Like, all right, I'm liking this like kind of no story. Comment, so there's something shady going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or there, was. There is. I told you one of the names here, and you said you knew a lot of mm-hmm. the last name is Tart. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yep. My band teacher was uh, Tart. <laughs> Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. Jeez. Man, I would not tell anyone when I get back home that you are on this show. I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> I'm going to get answers. Well, there you go. I don't know if we want to cover your murder, though. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't want you to be a topic. I mean, we would cover it if it happens, but I don't want to have to. So the Carters and Clinton are pretty infamous. We have our own town there. Like so. Aaron Carter? Uh, He might be a distant relative. I don't know. Oh. My sister always told me that we were related to Nick Carter, but that could have just been her, you know. <laughs> Which one died? Nick? Aaron. Aaron. He followed uh-huh. me on Twitter. Whoa. After he died? That's weird. All right, tonight we are going to Wednesday, July 18th, 1984. Damn, I wasn't even born yet. Cray. Yeah. And this is at 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. So, Courtney, you don't know anything about this story, right? No. 
Nothing. Just that. It's got a lot of uh, everything good in it. We're going to that church parking lot. That is a Emmanuel Lutheran church. And since it's Lutheran, you, you pretty much know that everyone that goes there is always drunk. That's a I'm Baptist, so I can say that. Facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Confirm. Lutherans do drink a lot. Loosey goosey. We just throw Bibles at people. So we're actually going to the church parking lot. And this is at 1030 at night. About a mile away, there was there was uh, a group. It was in a family home, which we're going to talk about. And this group, they were playing piano, husband and wife. They lived in this home, this beautiful home. And this was the minister of music at that Lutheran church. All right. This is 10 o'clock p.m. They had some friends over practicing piano. Mm-hmm. So these are hardcore churchgoers in this story. They just got back from service, mm-hmm. Wednesday service. They get home and they're going through the hymns and practicing the hymns on piano at 1030 at night. Now, that's some serious dedication. That's late. Yeah. I'm, Ex- exa- I'm in bed for hours by then. <laughs> Well, for instance, Michelle Honeycutt, that she is uh, one of the adults there. Her daughter is still in school. So it's 1030 at night and she's still practicing piano for church services on Sunday. So anyway, around this time, the wife and the mother that owns this house starts having some problems with her eye. She her contact is all getting stuck and she's looking for a case and then she's She looks down to try to find her case, which is in her purse. And then she's like, oh, wait, did I leave my purse at the church? Oh, no. So the husband, being a good husband, goes out. This is at 10 at night back to the church. Like I said, he's the minister of music, so he can just walk in, get the purse. And then they live only a couple blocks away. Okay. Now, 30 minutes go by. The husband should have already been home. The wife is now like, what's going on? Did he did he have a heart attack? Like, did he get, I know he didn't get lost. You can literally see it from our house. All he was mm-hmm. doing is going to get my pocketbook. So her and Michelle Honeycutt, the, one of the piano friends and her daughter, they all get in the car and they drive to the church. And what, what do they see at the church? Nothing, right? I'm assuming the husband's dead body. Mm, yeah, I oh. think you're assuming correctly. There's a lot of Honeycutts too. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Seriously? I know someone with the last name Honeycutt. Kind of a cool name. There's a lot of uh, tight-knit families <coughs> in Britain. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I get like the drinking. Confirm. Oh, my God. Confirm. So this story is not even popular for some reason. Well, if nobody, if they if they all know each other real well and don't want to talk about it. Yeah, they're keeping it. They want to keep it Keep that it way. in the family. Yeah. Yeah. They That's got to be it. They're literally keeping it in the family. The Arnolds are the ones that own this house. And the husband, Dan Arnold, he actually went to get his wife, Donna, her contacts or her purse at the Lutheran church. Dan Arnold is the minister of music at that church. Okay. And a very prominent, very well-respected man. The car pulls up, little van. The daughter is in tow. Michelle Honeycutt, the mom, and Donna Arnold, whose contacts were messing up, and her and her husband's at the church. They drive up, and they find, and it's dark, and there's no lights on, but they find a lump on the ground. Was it under a tarp? Yes, Jen, it was under a tarp. A blue tarp? Uh, from the Daily News leader, 03, March 1988, Donna, one of the Arnold children, was one 
the first one to see someone lying on the ground. Miss Honeycutt said, I got on her. I said, don't say things like that. Miss Honeycutt recounted, saying she thought the child was teasing. Then we could see someone lying on the ground. Everybody in the car started screaming and crying. Miss Honeycutt said, without bringing the car to full stop, Miss Honeycutt said she put the car in reverse and went to the nearby convenience store to call for help. I told them to quit screaming and pray, Miss Honeycutt said. That's some Clinton, the Clinton response to it right there. Clinton, North Carolina. Stop screaming and pray. Like, (laughs) that's where this story is going. (laughs) They pull up in the family van and Dana, the daughter, the one who's playing piano, says she sees someone lying on the ground. Mom, there's someone on the ground. Someone's there. Face down, Mom. And it's dark outside. And then Miss Honeycutt, stop, stop teasing. Stop it. You know, this is not funny. We're, we're looking for, for Dan. You know, stop scaring the, the wife like that. Stop scaring Donna. Everybody in the car started screaming and crying. So the Arnolds have two daughters of their own. You have Miss Honeycutt's daughter as well. Mm-hmm. This is a packed car. Everyone looks over and sees this lump on the ground. And you could tell it's a body. You could see the arms splayed out. You can't see any blood or anything because it's pretty dark. This is right by this, the front stairs of the church, the Lutheran church. Mm-hmm. The one I showed you on, on uh, Google Earth. Yep. So they have probably about, I don't know, 15 stairs. I don't know if y'all saw that, but 15 stairs leading down. So Dan Arnold, because that's who we assume it is, was walking down this flight of stairs and maybe he tripped, but he's laying right there, right off to the the left side of those steps. Mm -hmm. And he's just laying there splayed out. And they see that everyone starts screaming and crying crying. Miss Honeycutt is trying to put everyone calm at this point, but even the wife, Donna, who is even older than her, starts freaking out, you know, rightly so, it's her husband. Yeah. But Miss Honeycutt finally says, quote, I told them to quit screaming and pray. So everyone's in the car right now, just, you know, Jesus, please. This kind of reminds me of the Righteous Gemstones. (laughs) I love the Righteous Gemstones. (laughs) Yes. What do you mean? Me too. Uh, like, like, it seems the, something the, like outrageous that they would do. Like in the, uh, like the first scene, no, the first season with when they're in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Cause you said she put the car in reverse and it just reminded me, I know like uh, they didn't hit a body, but it was kind of like just reminding of that scene. Well, at this point and Dan Arnold's not, I mean, he's my age at this point. Okay. So maybe a heart attack. I mean, he's laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. But the family history, there's there's no big medical problems like that. So it's looking like he may have tripped, which happens. He trips down and he smacks his head right on the bottom step. And then he's right there face down. That's all they can see so far. Miss Honeycutt gets out. She's driving. Donna is already out of the car. She's running over there to see her husband. Dan! Dan! Miss Honeycutt, Michelle, Mm -hmm. she puts Donna in a bear hug to keep her from going over there Mm, to mess with the body. Not want to see what was over there. Yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. So think about it. Like you have a van full of screaming kids. Mm -hmm. They're, They're all looking at this body on the ground. And then the wife is freaking out. And Michelle just goes over there and bear hugs her. Come on. And just trying to wrestle her back in the car. They go to the the nearest service station, which is right there by that Walmart. If you keep going by Lowe's and they call the police. Mrs. Honeycutt said that she had to restrain Mrs. Arnold with a bear hug to prevent her from running to her husband's bludgeoned and bleeding body. And Mrs. Honeycutt said that she tried to console her friend by saying, Donna, it's too late. He's already gone. So this is the family. Have you ever seen this photo before or them? 
No, but I've definitely, they're very generic. Yeah. Yeah. Does he look like a music minister? Yes. You think so? I feel like he just looks, he looks young to be doing that. How yeah, but he's not, a, he's not a minister. He's yeah. the music in charge of the music. He's in charge of the, he's in charge of the choir, the piano, mm-hmm. the hymns. Like that's his whole thing. Right. And it seems like this is what he did full time as in a, a profession. From what I found, I didn't see he had another job. Which means he was getting paid by the church. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it must be pretty good money, you know. I, I guess. I mean, it's, it's sad. You know, Donna is just freaking out and now she's got to raise two kids by herself. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about the autopsy because this was a body. It was Dan Arnold, the minister of music right there on the front lawn of the church. And, you know, it's crazy. I did go to the church's website. Like, they would put the history of this case. Kind of like when you went to the um, the website for that group. No, that wasn't me that did that. Shram did that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's still getting email blasted. Heaven, yeah. Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I went to the church website, the Lutheran church website, because it's the same one. Yeah. And still there. There's nothing. There's nothing even about like the history of the church, like when it was founded and mm-hmm. built. I feel like they omitted it on purpose because a lot of church websites, they have, oh, built in 1956. And then they show like pictures that they got it. Oh, yeah. It would almost open up a wormhole. Yeah. yeah. It's like if they did that, oh, built in 1930. And then they skip this one year. It's like a timeline where he's like 1983. And then it goes forward to like, and then in 2023, we updated our website to, uh, well, I know this isn't in. But well, they got lighting out saying. there now. So do oh, they really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so apparently, so Courtney said they had lighting out there. Well, say it again, lighting. 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 <laughs> current. That. That's what your grandpa. Yeah, my calls my grandpa calls it. grandpa. My papa calls it current. Do you call them lightning bugs or fireflies? Lightning bugs. Oh, lightning bugs. See, I feel like I'm more at home now. See, there's <laughs> two on two now. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, it's okay. We're, we're good with it. Clinton, if you guys, I didn't want to say this, but it is a country. That is a country part right there. There's some parts in North Carolina that are worse than Gilbert. <laughs> Not worse, but the more country. More country. Gone country. Look at them boots. All right. This was Dan Arnold, the minister of music. What do you think happened to him? He had a heart attack or he fell down the stairs? He got bludgeoned with an instrument. What kind of instrument? And who would kill this? Ooh, a crucifix. No, that would just be too good. Saxophone. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the like music guy. Intru- yeah, like an instrument. That's, that's what I meant. I meant a musical instrument. A tuba. So Dan Arnold is laying on the ground. The wife is freaking out. The medical examiner comes to examine the body and he knows immediately this is a homicide. The victim suffered suffered from at least eight stab wounds in the back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Whoa. The knife was actually found later and it was a scuba knife. So think of like scuba knife. Think of the knife you would use if you're scubaing and you need to cut something. No, the knife you need if a shark is coming at you and you're just like, get away. Oh, that's a scuba knife. It's different than what I thought. I didn't know they made knives specifically for that, but okay. Why wouldn't they call it a shark attack knife? I don't know. I can't. That would be weird for anybody to have in Clinton. Uh, How far to the ocean would it be? Uh, We're like an hour and 30 minutes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. You say interesting. 
See, you're, you're getting. I can't. You, yeah, the did country, you know that picking up accents is a sign of intelligence? The, the countryness is is flowing from us because she said interesting instead of interesting. Accent. There you go. I would. Lo- I, I, don't, I would twang. love to know my eye too. Twang. I, I do. I do. I do. I do. Dan's neck was slit on both sides, left and right. So it's not going straight across the straight across the artery there. It was slit twice on the left and right. It's almost like the person's like, "Ah, I'm trying to get through it this way. Ah, Screw it. That way's too hard. And then he goes the other way. So it's on. So it's cut like that. Mm -hmm. The victim was also beaten with some blunt instrument. I'll tell you what it is now. It's a slapstick. Like they have in England. Wait, a slapstick is some, is a thing? I thought slapstick was a kind of comedy. I know. It's like that thing they have in England. Like they slap people with leather. It's crazy. Yeah. Slap people with leather. Yeah, it's like a leather slapper, and you slap people with it. They do it in England. Like it, like a sexual thing. No. Okay. No. Is it begins with that? Falafel. No. That's a that's that's chickpea. All right, read the next one. Somebody read the next one. You recorded. But was this meant to be a religious thing? Don't worry about that now. He was. What I'm thinking of is in um. Da Vinci Code. Yeah, the, the, yeah but that was a mo- whip. That wasn't right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, a slapstick is like, a, a little six inch whatever. It's it. The piece of rubber is very flexible, and you slap someone in the face with it, like they do in old comedies. You know that's why they call them slapstick comedies. I'm pretty sure they slap them. You know the Three Stooges. Eh, eh. <laughs> oh yeah, literally, I typed in uh, slapstick right here, and Three Stooges was the first thing that came up. Oh, that's not what I pictured, but okay. Yeah, and that's what a slapstick is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy. But this is Clinton, North Carolina. And what we, is that doing in a church? We all, yeah, we already have a There's some freaks there. You don't even know. Oh, yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> okay. The victim was first beaten with a blunt object about the head. His neck was cut in two separate spots by the large, saturated, serrated blade of some type. The victim was then stabbed at least eight times in the back. And I love how the vernacular there is. He was beaten with a blunt object about the head. Well, I mean, well, who Means is this on guy? the head. Yeah, but no one says about the head. This guy does. This is in the country. Like, what the? <laughs> this guy's neck was slit on both sides. He was laying face down. The ministry of music, deep stab wounds in the back and one deep stab wound in the chest. This is in a small town, Clinton. You said 6,000 people. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone is in church. This is the South. This is the Bible Belt. You're in church if in a small town, not like Charleston, but in a small town like Clinton, you're in church or you're at a yard sale or something like people know where you you are. This ministry of music is dead on the church lawn, blood all over the grass right there. Like what is going like what happened? Like who would do that? Who would do this? The cause of death was neck wounds and a wound to the chest. There was a large amount of blood on the victim's pants. Do you want to take a guess why? Like his pants, he was face down, but his pants was covered in blood. And that usually doesn't happen. So if you stab someone, the the blood pulls pulls up wherever you stab them. But do you want to take a guess why there was uh, blood on his pants? Was it from his neck wound? Yeah, it was, but it was, but the reason it soaked his pants is because he was standing up during the time. So his, I said, there's two slashes on the, each side of his neck, his left side slashed and then the right side, it's almost like someone tried to decapitate him, but couldn't do it. Deep lacerated neck is almost falling off, but 
The victim was standing up. Picture yourself cutting someone's neck right quick, okay? With the serrated blade. No, a scuba knife. A scuba knife. You have this large scuba knife and you cut someone's neck. And they're just going to stand there and, and, and take it while you saw into one side of his neck. And if then he was unconscious, side. maybe. Unconscious standing up? Yeah, he could be leaned up against something. I mean, he was obviously caught by surprise, right? Maybe he was. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was unconscious, and they had him uh, like they tied something around his neck to. Well, keep you said they. They who? Whoever did this? So this is him. more than one person. No, I, I would could be. It, I mean, it could be, but I don't know. They they is they could refer to one person if you don't know who the person is. Well, so this is a big clue to to who are, or someone are, could have been holding him up. A second. So person. this is this is a big clue to what actually happened. The fact that his pants were soaked means that gravity was pulling down the blood, meaning he was standing up when he received these neck wounds. If you're trying to cut someone's neck, you're not going to be able to do that with it. You know, he's going to be fighting, you're going to have to have someone else to hold him in the back. You're going to have to have someone to hold his arms back while you oh. do that. That's the only way the blood can actually go all the way down to the ah, pants. Okay. Because if if you cut his neck and he falls right down, he's going to bleed a lot, but it's not going to soak his pants. But the police and the medical examiner noticed that the pants were soaked, which means he had to be standing up when these knife wounds were inflicted. And like I said, there's two sawed into his neck. Uh, so maybe someone was cutting one side and the other person was cutting the other? Well, one person, if there is two, was probably holding him. The other one was cutting. Oh, yeah. Got That's it. the only way he'd be standing up. Because mm-hmm. you're not just going to get cut and be like, okay, hold on, you know, I'm still here. You're going to like fall down or something, you know, or be punching and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to get that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. So let's talk about this guy. This is a this is an old image of him. Can you describe this Man, this is the decedent here, Dan Arnold, the music minister. Oh, poor guy. I mean, he look, he does look young. How I forget how old you said he was. He was in his early 30s? Yeah, or well, late 30s. Uh, oh. But this is a young... Older picture. A bachelor picture, yeah. So, I mean, brown hair, white male. I mean, he, he like, skinny dude, you know? All right, give me, give me right quick. Who, who take a guess. Who, who would kill this guy? This is at 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so someone was lying in wait, waiting for this guy? So or was it a random? I, I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, like, Here's, a, I, think, I that... think it was a robbery gone wrong. Robbery at the church? I think they were going for the collection box. I I think it was the pastor. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good guess. Ooh. I think it was a setup. Ooh. (laughs) This isn't some. Oh, that's a good guess, too. Like, so the wife forgot her thing. Especially when she could have just gone and got herself. Maybe she was having an affair with the pastor. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ah, this is getting scandalous. I have no idea what's right, but I like the guesses. No, it's Christians, folks. This way. Yeah, this is. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) <laughs> apparently that doesn't matter like yeah you were saying you know we actually drinking. had to yes we moved churches because of that happened our our preacher was bizang, having an affair bizang in one of the the uh choir leaders yeah Ooh. well i mean in the church like pew 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 hey, we're all born in the pew <laughs> yeah in the pew <laughs> uh i mean it's kind of sad like disseminating his holy ew, seed ew. <laughs> that's all right you were here and it was fine and then he took it like way past i took it he's the one pew. banging the choir okay, yeah, girl but I, I don't know i just you know what's interesting too is that i didn't obviously i didn't know what we were talking about but i've been listening to the jesus christ superstar soundtrack for the past couple of days it is so good like i saw it when i was a kid but i never like listened to the music it 
the music is so what, good. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ soundtrack? Jesus Christ Superstar. It's an Andrew Lloyd, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical from the 70s. Yes. Shram says, did anyone watch Seventh Heaven? I did, yes. but wasn't the um the guy who played the dad? Yeah. Wasn't he? Uh, Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Art wants to say he thought it was a setup from the beginning and said it. So, oh yeah, he's he's, he's feeling your guess a lot, Courtney. But you talking about so Donna, the loving, doting wife? Well, now that you say that, what do you mean? Now yes? I'm questioning whether she actually is a loving, doting. Sounds woman. like someone's having an affair, and she had him murdered for insurance money because maybe his family was wealthy. Because who can really afford to live on He's, a music minister salary? No, even his in the family 80s? is not wealthy. Okay, and number number two, look at Donna. Like she's the type of person that would set this thing up. Yeah, she has those eyes. She has a maniacal grin. Maniacal <laughs> grin. <laughs> to try to find out who killed Dan, we need to. We actually need to dive into his background. So we started this. He was found dead the 18th of July, 1984. I'm going to go back real quick to Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. <laughs> who was she with on Valentine's Day? Sounds like someone who wants to give birth to a Scorpio. Mm. Dan was off on official church God business and he found himself in Raleigh at the Crabtree Mall. You know where the Crabtree is? That's a great mall. Yeah, it's a good mall. They have a Lego center there. Jen's not listening. Yes, they I have, have a, a Lego whole, center. Whole Lego place it's there. A, it's at Lego Legoland. So Valentine's Day, 1984, the family, the, the Arnold family on the on the outside is is happy. They got two daughters. He is devoted to Christ. They're prominent in the Lutheran church and the community. Valentine's Day, 1984, he's on official church business. He ends up at Crabtree Mall, which I've been there a few times. It's a huge mall. I think it's three stories. It's pretty big. It's three stories and there's uh, extensions. Oh, sounds like a good mall. Like the Providence Mall. Yeah. Yeah. So Raleigh is pretty nice. So he's at the Crabtree Mall and like always, he gets his hair cut by this man right here. Can you describe this man? Now, it's kind of important that we're talking about who he's who is cutting his hair. He looks like an Italian. He looks like, I mean, he's Billy Ray Cyrus with a haircut. Tall, dark and handsome. Mm -hmm. Tall, dark and handsome. Yeah. He's Dark got a, hair, a beard. He's like got a crisp suit on. Maybe he's in that's, the mafia. That's not a I'm at trial suit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, he's like looking away in that photo as if he's on the cover of GQ. I don't know. So he meets this man and this man is Carl Stuffel. Carl Stuffel is the one that cuts his hair. Like, what is this? Was the wife sleeping with the barber? Because he had his hair cut the same For day Valentine's he was killed. Day. The reason Dan is getting his haircut on Valentine's Day is because he's, he's got going a, on a date with his wife. He's got a, going on a date with his wife. That's sweet. That is sweet. But I wish I had someone to take me out on a date on Valentine's Day. Actually, I can take my own girl. self on a date. <laughs> We're gonna go on a date on Valentine's Day. We're gonna. I go convinced my- John to go on on a date with me this week. It was. Great. You did? Where'd you go? You I went to Tokyo Beach. I didn't girl. show up. <laughs> Valentine's Day, 1984, Dan is getting his hair cut because he's got big plans with his wife. However, he meets this man, Carl Stuffel. That's his name. That's I showed them earlier, but that's him. I think it's kind of funny. This is the guy cutting his hair. Well, he he's nicely groomed. Yeah, it would have been more. It would have been better for business if his name was Stubble and he had a five (laughs) o'clock shadow. Dan Arnold, he he's he knows he's going to be late to his date with his wife, Donna. Shame. 
And it's not that Carl did a great job. It's just a normal haircut. But I don't know, something about him, maybe the smell coming off his, you know, his shirt or something. He said, do you want to go to dinner? Now, this is the happily married man. Wait, he asked Carl to go to dinner? Yes. Oh, spicy. <laughs> this I took a turn. The perfect time. This took a turn I was not expecting. No. I, oh. Well. Wait. <laughs> I know you always do that, and I'm jealous because I can't. You can't do that? Uh, <laughs> I just sound like Chewy. That, that was terrible, Jim. Inhale and exhale when you're doing it. <laughs> so he's getting his hair cut, and this tall, dark, handsome man, Carl Stuffle, Stuffle. Are there a lot of Stuffles? Not in Clinton. I mean, okay, this was in Raleigh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. So we know, and there's a couple names. Here that are going to come up. Tart is one, and lots of tarts, lots of honey cuts. Honey cuts, yeah, yeah. So is everyone named after like a taste? Tart, honey. Yeah. I'm going to name all the big families, okay? Hudson, Herring, Hudson, Honeycut, uh, uh, Carter. Um, what else? I feel like I'm forgetting a big one, but but like that's the whole town, right? Murdaugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Davis. <laughs> Davis. Davis. Okay. Did you see that? Oh yeah, Jim. We got a. You're supposed to control her. I cannot be controlled. I'm an independent human. She can't be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on a second. What? You're thinking too much about this. This is a man of God. Mm-hmm. Who? He's a music minister. He's not a pastor. He's still a man of God. He's doing it like his. It's a religious the, occupation. The, uh, his whole life is his whole life is for Jesus Church, Christ. Jesus. Okay. He, okay. That's he, fair. Okay. Okay. He, he meets this barber, not a barber. He meets this guy at Supercuts in the Crabtree Mall, and he knows that this man needs the light of the Lord. This man is a a drug addict. This man has multiple felonies. Okay. It's not. So when, when, when I said that he asked him to dinner and y'all just automatically assumed. It was not romantic. They were going to do something homosexual is the problem. There's there. Down, they were friends down. No, down here in the South is different. If you're a man of God, you have to, it's your spread obligation to spread the word of God. Not, not only to everyone, but to the people that need it, you know? Okay. So, so shame he on was, y'all. He was trying to like save him from being a drug addict or whatever. But I'm not going to know that he was a drug addict just by a haircut. Because if you're a man and you get your haircut by other men, you have some of the best conversations ever. You know, you tell about your life history and you can just tell, you know, and, you and then up. you get felt up with your John's barber. He didn't fill me he up. He just said the same thing. <laughs> he just pushed his wings on me. That's not the same. But okay. he's, you're right. He, he didn't couldn't feel, hear. He, he had a bad hearing. He didn't you up, but he was. He had bad hearing. I know that you are a troubled soul. Would you like to go to dinner? This is Valentine's Day. I'm supposed to go take my wife out. But God is calling me right now to take you out to dinner. This man was a drug addict. He had a felony for larceny and a felony for the possession of a firearm huh. under probation. So he said, yeah, you know, I would like that. Take me to dinner. So this is where they ended up at dinner. If you want to describe uh, this. Uh, uh, the day's end. <laughs> they were eating something. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, now you done twisted our mindset again. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. You're trying. We were, we went somewhere, you pulled us back, and we're back where we once were. That's okay. my good story. That's because I, right. I didn't waver. I didn't waver. I didn't waver. I could, they could have ordered something there. Room service? <laughs> Dessert? Cheesecake factory. Uh, yeah, I don't Dessert think they got room for, service from, at the days. Dessert in. for their entree that they were eating. Dan was murdered July 18th, 1984. This is Valentine's Day, 1984, a few months before. He goes and gets his haircut at the Crabtree Mall. He meets this man, Carl Stuffel, and they end up at the Days Inn Motel when he's supposed to be home with his wife. He is now having homosexual relations. He's having sex with this guy, hair this cutter guy. Yep. he just met. Oh, he so he was the barber? Yeah. Yeah. So he... I thought he was the barber, but then the way that you were telling it, it made it seem like he was getting a haircut too. I'm sorry. Okay, he so did he get was, his haircut, Jen. No, the other guy. All right, no, this, he was a guy cutting the hair. That's what I thought, but then I got confused. Okay. This is this is going to get really crazy really quick. Well, at least you didn't end up at a day's in with your barber. Could have. Now, now he now he cuts his own hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. After once we told you know, him that that you, was man. like not a, an okay thing, he goes, I, show me on the doll where he touched you. <laughs> Let me bend over. <laughs> I'm going to need you to put a hole in this doll. Stop uh, it. And then ram your fist up there. Oh, stop it. Okay. All right. And then out the mouth. Okay. <laughs> this got dark. Uh, <laughs> and there's no coming back from this one. Shrimps a daze inside each other. <laughs> I love that. So his wife. His wife won't know that he was at this day's in until she finds the hotel receipt. Mm-hmm. Has that happened to you before, Jen? <laughs> can't say that it has. You gotta throw the hotel receipt away. I can't tell you my life story. I'm part of the witness yeah. protection program. Okay, yeah. They did have sex. He did cheat on his wife with another man, but he's still a man of God, right? This man is still hurting for Jesus, and mm-hmm. he can't fix this in one night of the day's in. So... I I feel like he did the right thing here. Dan Arnold invited this man to live with him and the family. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> this gets fucking That nuts. is insanely wild. Just from Raleigh to Clinton. Yeah. From- to, to, to be with his living boyfriend, basically. Wow. And he said yes. Well, maybe it's the early days of like polygamy. He, I mean, not the early days. Polygamy was around in if, like. I mean, if does the wife times, know about it? That's the difference. He probably would have got at the uh, polygamy thing was real. Polyamory. No, all right. This Dan Arnold brings this man home the next week after they've been talking back to the home where his young daughters are and says, this man needs the word of God. You know, he is on a dark path. Can we just host them in our home. Now she was opposed at first because this guy's got a criminal record. Mm. He is a he's a felony. He's a drug addict. But at Easter 1984, Stuffel, Carl Stuffel, that tall, dark, and handsome man moves moves in. Now, a week before Easter, because he, he can't just move them in, a week before Easter, Dan Arnold packs up his kids and his wife, and they drive all the way to Raleigh to, quote, meet Carl Stuffel's parents. Whoa. That's <laughs> serious. That escalated quickly. Yeah. Wow. Just fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, were his parents, like, open? But he was already married. <laughs> How old is this Carl? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's, that's fast. But he's, also, he's already married. Carl Carl Stuffel was 23 at the time. 
And he was already had a huge rap sheet, you know. But larceny, like that's like a a financial crime. No, 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 no. No, I looked it up. Larceny is theft, but someone's property. So if if I steal your your car, well, I wouldn't take that piece of shit. Um, If I steal your, it's not that old. It's only like what does Jen have that I want? Nothing. That's a bad example. Defendant testified that just before Stuffel moved into their home, Dan asked her to allow Stuffel to impregnate her. Okay, hold on. Donna. Wait, wait oh. what? <laughs> I had to swallow before I had a spit take. Oh, uh, so That's did what she. she said. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Walked into that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so who, who asked oh. him? Okay. Donna Dan. asked him to impregnate no, 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 Dan. No. Hold, on a, hold on a second. Defend. I should have put I should have put I should have put Donna there and said defendant. But this is from the actual court report because Donna had to come and testify. So Donna says, quote, Donna testified that just before Carl Stuffel, this hair cutter that her husband had sex with without her knowing about it, who just moved in with their children. Quote, Dan asked her to allow Stuffel to impregnate her. Why? Because it's Clinton, North Carolina. <laughs> but why was he unable to? No, they had, like, they two, had kids. two kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. But I wouldn't. It is Clinton, North Carolina. I told you, freaks. That's why. Oh, you, I know why. I know why. Let me. Let me. That's guess. why you only why? have like three families that she named. <laughs> because he wanted to raise the child with. Stuffle. The so two of he, them. yeah, he wanted to have a child with Stuffle, but they, so he was pretty much asking. Oh, he wanted, no, no, no. Dan had a vasectomy after the two kids. Okay. And you they can get that reversed. They did want more kids. Plus, this is a man of God. I don't know why y'all don't understand that. Y'all are from the North. Down here, if there is someone that is on the wrong path, if you're a man of God, you have to do all you can. But why would he then well, I'll ask, tell you why from the North a, we don't understand. Because I would re- say that in the North, it is it is most mostly, the especially the Northeast, and maybe it's been a while, so I don't know, but I would say the population is mostly Catholic. It's not as like, which is not necessarily as missionary based like uh, yes we have missions and and things but it's not like evangelical where you are responsible for i mean converting yeah catholic priest missionary got it (laughs) so why keep reading it dan asked her to allow stuffle to impregnate her Dan had a vasectomy and he wished for Stuffle to be a substitute father. A substitute? Substitute father. A substitute. He also told his wife that Stuffle needed an ego boost and this would solve both problems. He's on the wrong path. He's on the wrong he path. Needs to become a father so, to no, understand if, the if right you're way. A, if you're a drug addict and you're on the wrong path, you're doing these petty crimes, you're getting in trouble. It's because you don't have the self-confidence. Uh, no, no, no. See, if I if he I was on the responsibility hook, if, of another human, if I was on the hook for larceny, I would not. I feel like I wouldn't like be. <laughs> I think Courtney was just like, oh, fuck, I do know these people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she just said. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
doesn't seem to have a way right now. So like if I was on the hook for larceny, I feel like my ego wouldn't be boosted by having an extra financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. True that. Like it's like if I was if I, I wouldn't if if it was someone who I wasn't in a relationship with, which is questionable considering their living situation. But if like if it wasn't something that like like an ego boost to me wouldn't be like, oh, man, I got this wife's pregnant. Hell yeah. Like I'm fertile. <laughs> Dan asked his wife, Donna. Now they have two daughters together and this man just moved in. Will you be impregnated by our new friend, our guest? And obviously she just flips the fuck out, flips the hell out. She's like, what are you talking about? No, I can't even believe you would ask this. You are a man of God. What if this gets out in the community? So at that point, Dan Arnold starts flipping out and he's almost pouting like a child. Why is this not a Netflix documentary? I feel like they're missing out. He's pouting. Reach out to what's his name? Blake. He's pouting like a child. Finally, finally, his wife agrees, but just to just to shut him up. And then she's she agrees, but she's also in her mind thinking about taking the kids away at that point. She's thinking about leaving. Also, she starts to figure out that maybe her maybe her husband is gay. I was going to ask, like, did she know that that they were having sleepovers in the guest room or like, I don't know how you would not know. Well, Well, maybe they they only met at the Days Inn or like maybe they only met when she was at work and the kids were at school or. Hey, hold on. I don't know. You can hide something for a long time and not have anyone know about it. The the body I dug up. The wife, the wife found the, the wife found the Days Inn receipt in Dan's pocket. So Donna found the receipt. She started to figure out her husband may be gay. And one night while Carl Stuffel and Dan Arnold, they were driving the babysitter home because the wife and husband had a date night. He had given her a letter to read. Now, this letter is not not available because it was thrown away. But this is basically what it explained. You would have been better off burning it instead of throwing it away. This is the husband's letter, right? Correct. Yeah. So the husband, Dan Arnold, the one that was dead, writes a letter to the Donna is explaining things. And then he leaves the house. In the letter, Dan confessed that he had been a homosexual since childhood, had male lovers in every place they have lived and had a one night sin affair with stuff. Oh, so this is not the first time thing. Wait, so is he referring to the first time he met Stuffle as a one night stand? Because I assume that if he was living with him was more than a one night stand. No, they was getting it. They were getting it. They were getting it. This is Clinton. (laughs) A little bit about Carl Stuffle, 22 year old barber, learned the trade. How do you think he learned how to cut hair so good? Jen, how do you think he learned how to cut hair so good? Prison. Prison. He was in prison. Yeah. That's a good skill to learn. Yeah, because then no one's going to come after you because you can do a favor for them. And plus, you, you, you're you good with a blade. You he's can... 23, right? At this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, when he moves in, he's 23. At 22, though, he gets out of prison, learns the skill of barbering while he's in prison. He's been in prison, in and out, even juvie, since he was a teen. Career criminal. This guy is, he's a terrible person to hang out with. Mm. This guy. Dan didn't think so. Huh? No, no, no. See, you don't get it. Dan is just trying to set this guy on the right path, Jen. Wow. By by making sweet, sweet love to him. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> he likes a bad boy. It's, it's a religious experience. He's going to convert him. Carl Stuffel was a career criminal since he was a teenager, and there's not much on his background. 
but a high school friend, Gerald Tart, Gerald Tart, which there's a lot of tarts in Clinton, said that together him and Carl Stuffel would burglar, burglarize homes and businesses together. Hmm. Now, they were 12, 13 years old. And instead of getting BJ's uh, behind the uh, school, the school football field, he was burglarizing homes and businesses together. And the tart name is a big family, which is probably why you you got a lot of a lot of pushback with this tart is going to be. Do you remember when I said it seemed like two people cut the neck? One was holding and yep. the other one was cutting. Yeah. These are best friends, Gerald Tart and Carl Stuffel. Okay. If they were to kill anyone, Dan Arnold's per se, it would be the two of them. Okay, so he is going to be key in providing the information. In fact, the only reason we have the information we have is because he took a a uh, he turned evidence for the state, took a plea deal type of thing, and and got in, in no trouble. This guy Tart. At this point, Dan Arnold had just asked his wife Donna if she if she would get impregnated by. Carl Stuffel, and she is livid. She gets into her car. She's driving around. And in her own mind, she is thinking if she should leave her husband. She is done with this. If this gets out, the whole life is ruined. They have two daughters. They're going to be bullied in school because everyone's going to know about it. This, you know, she has family in Virginia. Should she just leave right now? So she is driving around at night after she read this letter thinking to in her head, should I should I just leave this guy, take the kids and leave, get a divorce and start over? And she's just livid. She's just, how could this man do this to me? He, she's thinking about the letter again. He's been gay since childhood and he never told me. I mean, how how could this man do this to me? Should I leave or not? Eventually driving around, it comes to her. You know what? I'm not going to leave. This guy has this guy has screwed my family up. This man that I love has screwed my family up and has wasted my time. In the morning, Dan goes to to work. He's the music minister. And the wife goes into the next room and has sex with Carl Stuffel. Mm. I just threw that on you real quick. Okay. (laughs) This is just uh, like get pregnant. This is just like have fun. Donna was so pissed. She was so pissed that she was thinking about leaving and she testified this. She's going to take the kids. But you know what? No, this guy had wasted my time. He has ruined my whole family. I'm going to just I'm going to really get him back. This relationship, this marriage is over anyway. I'm going to go sleep with this guy in the next room. This drug addict who is now unemployed, living off the little money that he that Dan makes as this kind of in facto roommate and he's just sleeping in all day i'm gonna just go in there and have sex with him i'm sorry i'm I'm sorry i'm confused can can i yeah so let me just circle back for a second because you know uh so she's not having sex with him to get pregnant because dan asked her to she's having sex like revenge yes revenge sex like if he's gonna do it i'm gonna do it too but like if but like if she gets pregnant, wouldn't that defeat the point of having revenge sex with him? She claimed. Why wouldn't you find someone that you actually wanted to have sex with to have revenge? Because sex she with? can go in the next room. She claimed. But in what if court, he wasn't bisexual? He was Jesus Christ! What if he wasn't bisexual? Like, what if he couldn't get turned on by her? Yeah, he's gonna go in there. She went I'm into the next saying. room. I'm just asking. I, I thought Jesus it was a valid Christ. question. Holy I'm shit. sorry. I thought it was a valid question. 
she said in court that she wanted to, quote, get back at her husband. She goes into the next room and she has sex with that man. But not because he asked her. It's because she wanted to, which is different than if she was having sex with him. Did you if, mean, all right. I think she, she goes like, in there and she does a reverse cowgirl. Do you mean explain everything? No, for I'm you? just what saying because it just does. It, like, I just feel like like I'm not questioning you. I don't want to make this very clear. I'm not clear. <laughs> oh, wow, Jen. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Whoops. OK, I want to make this was yeah yeah always uh, an agenda with this one an agenda that's God. why they call it that an she would later testify that stuffle had raped her and then threatened to expose dan's homosexuality to the church if she said anything however that turned out to be a complete fabrication she willingly had sex with this man on multiple occasions so at this point, you're having this man, a drug addict, a 22 year old, 23 year old drug addict living in the family home with the two daughters, mind you, the teenage daughters, 114, 113, living with the daughters, having an affair with both the husband and, and, the, and wife the wife without them knowing about it in the same house with the daughters. This man is sleeping with both hus- husband and wife, and neither one of them know that this is happening. I mean, he's a winner like. Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's getting, winning. He's getting puss in boots like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> puss in boots. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I need to high five you for that. Yeah. Puss in boots. That's that's probably the funniest thing you've ever said. Happy five years. Like that. That deserves. I feel a like I should go get the champagne for that. Yes. One. Yeah. Go get it. After Dan's revelation, Stuffle began to belittle Dan at every opportunity. He also began to declare openly his love for Donna. On May 18, 1984, Dan went to his doctor for help with his nerves. He was tearful, crying, and suffering from low self-esteem. He told the doctor that he had seen his wife and Stuffle on the bed together. He worried that Carl was younger and better looking. The doctor prescribed a mild tranquilizer. Well, Isn't that what he wanted? I mean, okay. Yeah. Aside from the tranquilizer, like, I'm sorry, Dan. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, but in my own opinion, yeah, I think he was a little bit better looking. Maybe it's the facial hair. Like, I just like facial hair, like, guys. I'm just going to confirm. Yes, he was better looking. Just from that one picture we have, I can't. I mean, we probably have more than one picture of Dan, but we only have that one picture of Carl. Let's see, Dan. I think that Dan was jealous. Then oh, again, 100%. I mean, like, agree. But I he, know invited, someone named Carl. he invited I knew someone named Carl. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that he was jealous of the wife for having this relationship. No, with he didn't know about Donna. it. He said that John said that he didn't know about it. No, no. Dan didn't know that his wife was also on the bank train. I tell you that right now. At this point, Dan wanted Stuffle out and he was looking for every excuse. He invited this man to his home. He knew that he started sleeping with his wife. Carl Stuffle actually approached Dan's friend. Now, this is a friend in the church. This guy's name was Daniel Statton. Not really that important, but he did testify. Um, This is on May 22nd. Asking where to buy weed. So Carl is now trying to bring drugs into the home. Home with his wife and his his teenage daughters. Go to the days in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a no-no. So when Stuffle's away, probably buying weed or something, taking the car, Dan actually packs up all his things, goes into his room, packs up all his things, and he finds a knife there. It looks like a scuba knife. He's like, why would this guy have this? Mm. Anyway, this is just one more reason for him to get out. Oh, the same scuba knife that killed him? The very same, Jen. Very good. Very. Thanks for staying awake. He throws... Dan, I haven't slept in a while. Dan throws everything in this duffel bag and throws the bag outside. When Stuffle comes home, he demands Stuffle to leave, never to return. And then... And this is in, this is in the police report. Exactly like this. I can promise you. He throws the bag out. He Stuffle comes back. Don't you ever come back here. Don't ever talk to my family again. Dan, quote, then took his family to the beach. That's what it says. <laughs> Fun family day. <laughs> this guy is now out of our lives. Let's go to the beach. Like, what the fuck? I, I mean, let's I'm go to the so beach. Confused. Beach, let's go get away. He they packs say the, what they're going to say. Jesus. He packs the whole family up and they go to the beach. In June 1984, Stuffle, he's kicked out at this point. And the Arnolds stop communication. They're going to the beach. Everything is back to normal. Stuffle then calls the Arnolds about two weeks later, and he is begging for help at this point. So it's been two weeks. The Arnolds were done. Okay, Donna, we've been married for all this time. We have these beautiful children. Occasionally, a man of God, the, the, the devil comes. And he tempts me. He tempts me with this forbidden fruit or the forbidden boot. (laughs) I got off track. Das boot. We're back to normal. Everything's good. The phone rings. It's Carl Stuffle. At this point, Dan didn't know that his wife, Donna, was sleeping with this man. Carl Stuffle calls from a drug bender. And he is out of money. He is on the street. He calls from a payphone. Hey, Dan. Hey, Donna. How are you guys? I'm I'm not I'm not doing too well. I I just got off of I'm got off of a bender. I need help. He's dope sick. Hmm. Isn't that the name of a movie with Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal? I actually really like that movie. The Arnolds said we can't we can't have you in our home. You've kind of ruined everything. But we're still Christian people. We want to help you. So we'll admit you to a, a local rehab hospital, the Dorothy Dix Hospital. Do you know where that's at? Uh, it's in Raleigh. Oh, that's in Raleigh? Yeah. Okay. It's a, technically a mental institution now. Is oh. it really? Hmm. Okay. I didn't look it up, but it may have been that back then. But he was going for drug abuse. I mean, I think you can go there for that. Oh, too. really? So it's but, probably the same. But most of the time, it's known as a mental institution. Oh, interesting. So he was admitted to the Dorothy Dix Hospital for his drug bender. They're going to clean him up. So they had no communication. They admitted this man, Carl Stuffel, to the Dorothy Dix Hospital. And that was it. The story's over. That's it. And then Dan died. The Arnolds didn't want any contact with this man. They called the local sheriff. The sheriff agreed to drive this man, Carl Stuffle, to Dorothy Dix. Because he ruined their family. And from the police report, quote, under the wife's demand, the sheriff was called to drive Stuffle to the hospital. Riding along with Dan and Donna, the sheriff testified that Donna Arnold could control Stuffle. And so in the car, she has the this power not only over her husband, but also over this man. 
Sometimes the pee is that good. (laughs) Carl Stuffel's now in the hospital. From the court documents, the Arnolds leave for a week and go to the mountains. They were at the beach. Now they're at the mountains. Oh. However, Two both very diverse areas. However, however, they're probably in Asheville, I'd imagine. But it didn't say specifically, but I'd imagine Asheville. Both Donna and Dan, without each other knowing, has contact with Carl Stuffel while he's at Dorothy Dix. Interesting. Oh. Calling, Dorothy Dix is in Raleigh. I know, I know, but contact via phone. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Contact via phone. And actually, there's several letters that came out which got Donna in trouble about that she has written Carl Stuffel. So she would write and he would write Carl Stuffel repeatedly. Eventually, they both decided to visit him several on several occasions and even had taken him out of the hospital on like a day pass. Bill Dubrick, Stuffel's therapist, testified that at first he thought that the physical contact he observed between Stuffel and the Arnolds was religious, but later realized that it was a sexual feeling type thing. The staff at Dick's had to ask them to stop touching because it was disruptive to the other patients. So now they realize you will heal they are at this rehab center. And I'm glad you sang because both I was singing that, too. Both both Donna and Dan have now accepted that they love this man and they're at the door. Both of them love him. They both love him. So they're both they're both vying for this guy's attention. And it got so bad at the hospital, at the rehab that, quote, the staff at Dick's had to ask them to stop touching because as them, both the wife and husband were just sexually touching. The the therapist said it was a, quote, sexual feeling type thing. Both were touching him sexually. This has gotten out of control. It is out of control. So, like. I mean, this is 1984, you said, correct? Like, Well, no, this is uh, 2023, Jen. Carl Stuffel was discharged from Dorothy Dix on 12th July 1984, and he goes and lives with Tart, Gerald Tart, and he gets these odd, odd jobs, stuff like that, all the while getting letters and phone, call, phone calls from the Arnolds, right? Like not together. They're like one's calling him him in the morning, one's calling at night. They love him. This is a twisted triangle of. But they're doing this separately, right? It's kind of like really interesting that like like now in 2023, polyamory is making a huge impact on our community in the United States. Is that like a metal polyamory? Or like a filling? It's like a it's like a, a three person relationship. Is that like a dentist? Multiple person relationship. Can more I get than a, two. Can I get a polyamory here? No, not what it is. Dan starts thinking. He's like, you know what? This is going to get out. I'm going to lose my position. Everything's over. I, I've got to just. I got to get rid of this guy. Like permanently get rid of this guy. My wife is in love with this guy at this point. So on July 17th. Now this is when did he die? I feel like that's kind of on you. Yeah, the next this day. Is like literally three hours. The next. I mean, he's the one who introduced them. On July 17th, the day before, Dan Arnold, the one that was dead in the grass of the church, writes a letter to a friend. This guy's name is Bill Poole. His brother is an SBI agent. And this letter said, quote, he wants to ensure that Carl pays until it hurts 
for what he has done to Donna and me. And he also said that he would kill Stuffel. Now, he's writing this to an SBI agent. He would kill Stuffel if he could get away with it. Quote, I want him dead and will not rest until he is. This was one day before he was found murdered on the grass. Hmm. Well, that's suspicious. That same day, Stuffel, Carl Stuffel, called Donna, who now he is deeply in love with, and said that first it was divorce this guy. Be with me. Be with me. I can't do that. I got kids. I got these daughters. I can't just throw them out like trash. I mean, you know, people would judge me. Okay, let's kill him. Let's kill this motherfucker. The 18th of July, 1984 is when he was murdered and found. Three years go by Mm. until the arrest of Donna and Stuffel was made. Three years, nearly three years. This was February 1987. Uh, Three years from the time he was killed. Yeah, yeah. Well, almost three years, two and a half. So in 1984, 1987, they didn't do anything. They didn't even, I mean, everyone knew it was Donna was involved. They knew it was Carl Stuffel. They knew all this, but police didn't actually do anything until almost three years later. And that sounds about right. Yeah, it does sound about right. They only did something because their hand was kind of forced when they found some letters that implemented Donna in the murder. Carl Stuffel testified that when he was in prison, Donna had said that she only used him to get rid of her husband and was actually having an affair with someone else. So when both Donna and Carl Stuffel get arrested and 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 Gerald Tart, it's Gerald Tart who turned state's evidence plea deal can't get in trouble. So he's going to spill his beans. They arrest Donna and Carl, and now they're blaming each other. Oh, she told me to do it, and yada, yada, yada. But then they find a few letters, and some of the letters read as following. July 10th, about eight days before, quote, Carl, I have a really great day, and know that I am thinking of you and loving you in every way. Keep focusing on our someday. Love always, Donna. So now it's looking like they're having a someday soon type of thing. Mm. Dearest Carl, on my way downtown, so I thought I'd scribble a quick hello before I go. Why am I doing all this? Please excuse the fancy writing paper. I love you and hope your day is going well. I am so proud of you for going through that detox program. And I pray that you will never again be troubled by drugs or alcohol. Your body is so precious Wow! to ever be messed up again. I know you are happy to be breathing some good fresh air, and I am really happy for you. Hope your job hunting will be successful. You read that so perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) How I long to be near you, Carl. Love always, Donna. Another letter. Dear Carl, dear Carl, sorry, I just had another puss in boots like in my flash in my head. So, when he was reading that, I automatically thought of the Amanda show, The Girls Room. Welcome to the girls' room. That's how like 90% of Clinton talks. Like, yes, dear Carl, hello with a W on it. Hello, hope you are having a good day today. Have been thinking of you constantly. How is your new job? Do you have to travel far from Gerald's to go to work? Words cannot fully express to you how anxious I am for Wednesday. Wednesday. What's Wednesday? He was murdered on a Wednesday. There you go. So this is the letter that uh, incriminated incriminated her that was found. Mm. 
Carl Stuffel's mother, let me go back real quick. Carl Stuffel's mother, quote, his mother, who in the past had participated in criminal activities. The mother had too? Of Stuffel and her son, came forward with photocopies of letters and envelopes, hmm. allegedly written by Donna to Stuffel. Mrs. Tart claimed to have found them among Stuffel's things while he was living at home in 1984. There you go. I didn't go into this, but she brought them to a lawyer. This guy's name is Joseph Dean. And he said, this lawyer, he said, you should just burn them. <laughs> but she photocopied them. She burned the original. I mean, who the fucking lawyer? That's a shitty fucking advice. <laughs> what the just fuck? Technically, that's good advice. <laughs> burn her. Yeah, exactly. She's a witch. So she just said, I can't wait till Wednesday. I have real fears for your safety, though. Again, the girls Ours, room, I just... Our, I like eggs. Our, our someday is so close. Please know that I love you with all my heart and want so very much for you to be happy. We will make a good team. Hope you are smiling. The girls and I miss you so much. All my love, Donna. So that kind of implemented her. Like, I can't wait for Wednesday. Like, Courtney, what's Wednesday? Is this amazing for you? Like, <laughs> this is does this, everything to me. Does this put it all, all together? Right. Let me go over this. Uh, uh, let me go over the murder here. This is going to get really fucked up. Oh. The murder date. This is what happens on the murder day. This is before Dan Arnold gets murdered. His friend Dan Staten goes to his office at the church and says that he sees Stuffle's car in Clinton. Now, he's Stuffle is supposed to be in Raleigh. They're excommunicated. Why is his car in Clinton? This is... So at this point, Dan is worried he's about to get exposed for being a homosexual. Mm. Not only that, he's exposed. Why is this guy here? Is he mm. going to kill me or expose me? Right. You know? Either way, it's a lose-lose for you. He gets angry. And then he even asked his friend, Daniel Staten to kill this guy. He refused. The evening of July 18th, the murder day, this was a weekly service at church, followed by the piano choir practice at the Arnold's home. Michelle Honeycutt was with them, like we started with her daughter and the Arnold's family and the Arnold family. Donna started having trouble with her contact lenses, which was a ruse. She had given Carl Stuffel the key. Donna knew why Carl Stuffel was in Clinton. They had planned it. She had given not only Carl Stuffel the key to the church, but also a map. Dan left the house at 1015 like she knew he would. 30 minutes later, she gets worried. Donna gets there at the church like we started with is all hysterical. Michelle Honeycutt would later say that it just looked like she was faking it. Most churches in Clinton are unlocked just because, uh, you know, if people need to go in there and pray and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's weird that they needed the key to unlock it. Maybe she drew him a map and gave him a key. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, that's just more things that why would you give this guy a key right we know exactly what happened because gerald tart which tart is a big name testified he was given immunity which is crazy as you'll see because he he actually participated fully in the murder but he was given immunity to to basically turn state's evidence which means confess to everything tart gerald tart the friend of carl stuffel drove him to clinton on july 18th they parked at the shopping center which that shopping center right across the church which you've probably been to many a times you can see the church from there you can also see the arnold house so you can see both of them this is from the police document stuffel got out of the car and left the area while Tart went to McDonald's for something to eat. This is crazy. Listen to this. Quote, Tart 
returned to his car and watched high school girls until Stuffle returned about an hour later. Was this Walmart by the McDonald's? McDonald's by the Was Walmart? Was the ice cream machine broken? Like, I mean, in the, dang. In the court documents, it says, quote, Tart returned to his car and watched high school girls until Stuffle returned about an hour later. What's high school girls doing? <laughs> what? I mean, there's two McDonald's in Clinton, so I'm trying to figure out. There's one Which by Walmart, the... and then there's one by um, Which is right the by Smith the church. Gerald Tart eventually lies and says that Stuffle would, did this by himself. He said Stuffle got back into the car with blood on his hands and a mm. shirt carrying a scuba knife. He said that he killed Dan after getting into a fight and they threw the knife in a nearby, a nearby lake. He then threatened Gerald Tart not to say anything. And however, this is what really happened. Gerald Tart and Carl Stuffel were in on this together. They actually were they having an intimate relationship no, too? They actually brought with them a slapstick, ten-inch-long metal shank covered by leather. They both waited in the bushes for Dan. Stuffel testified that when he first saw Dan, Tart was hitting him with a slapstick. Stuffel told Tart to hold Dan's head away from him because he could not bear to look at him. Stuffel drew his knife and looked away from Dan and Tart. The knife went fully into the chest. The back stabs would come later once he's on the ground, but the knife at first went into the chest. One of the men held Dan Arnold's arms backwards. The other man, Tart, Gerald Tart, the one that got complete immunity, cut Dan Arnold's neck on both sides. You know, this guy is completely out of prison. I feel like I really know that name. Never even went to prison. Tart cut both sides of the neck because he couldn't cut all the way through. And Tart did? Yes. the, The Yeah, who testified all this. And if if you're wondering how they knew that Hart was actually involved, there were there was blood not only on Hart's clothes, but also the driver's seat. So he was there and they know it was two people from the Charlotte Observer, March 11, 1998. Tart asked me on which side of the neck were his vital arteries. So during the murder, they jump out of the bush. They're in the bush of the church parking lot, literally in the bush. They jump out, slapstick, slap, slap, slap on the face. They're kill- they're slapping this guy in the face, killing him, stabbed him in the chest, and then Tart says, "Which side of the neck is the arteries on?" So he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just cut both." That's why there's two freaking ones. And they so, did this all outside the church. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Quote, he used the knife to cut both sides of Arnold's neck. I couldn't move. I just stood there looking at Arnold. Stuffle had put a painter's cap on to, quote, shield my face from the blood. Both were high on marijuana and they attacked him as soon as he walked down the church steps. Quote, I drew my knife, which was strapped to my leg, Carl Stuffle said. I looked away and when I looked back, the knife was in his chest area. I remember pulling out the knife and Dan fell to the ground. I feel like marijuana does not make you violent. This no, this makes is you sleepy and hungry. This mm. is a great photo right here because Donna went to trial. It couldn't be her. She couldn't be involved. But look at this photo. This is of her fainting. Oh, the, oh. the title is woman convicted of killing husband. Donna Jones Arnold. She fainted. <gasps> and <laughs> this is a this is a very religious town, Clinton. So the defense this is how they painted the the picture. It's not it's not his fault. It's not Carl's fault. It's not Donna's fault. This is this is the defense. Satan. This is the <laughs> this is the defense attorney speaking. He's up on there. This this is sort of a reverse Garden of Eden. Hmm. 
Defense attorney Michael Bruce said, The seduction of Dan leads to the seduction of Donna. Satan looks and sees Adam and Eve in the garden in bliss. He sees innocence and goodness, but he can't have them because he's Satan. So he seduces Eve and thereby seduces Adam. Adam and Eve lose their eternal bliss and eternal life. That's Clinton, North Carolina for you right there. Mm. So to end it up, Donna was convicted 15 years for second degree murder, 10 years for conspiracy and... That's it. She's out. <laughs> oh, is she out today? Yeah, Carl's uh, still in there. Oh, I'm going to find her. Oh, no, don't, please. <laughs> <laughs> she probably She's going to find everyone named Donna in her town just to make sure she, like... I mean, it's not a lot of people. I can honestly tell you that I probably have her on Facebook already. Damn. Yeah, maybe. It's a small town. All right, well, that's that story. What do you guys like that? Bravo. That was very entertaining. Yeah. I love that. So he was found at the bottom of the steps. Yeah, right at the bottom. No one will admit that in that church. Like that murder doesn't exist anymore. I'm telling you. No, no. They have never existed. He was not a person. So there was a book, The Hymn of Commitment. However, it is not in print. You can't get it anywhere. It's not on Amazon. I look for it. There was also a movie that came out called Tarnished Notes that used local actors and it got terrible reviews because the acting was terrible. But well, you, that, contact Brent, Brent you and he'll take care of it. You can't stream it. You can't stream it anywhere. I've tried to stream it. It doesn't exist anymore, literally. They made a movie and it's not even a thing. Dude, this case could be huge. It could bring a lot of opportunities to your town, small town of Clinton. These are not the people you want to mess with. Uh, I mean, they tr- they cover everything up. I'm I'm telling you right now. Hmm. Well, that's the story. I hope you guys liked it. Yeah, I loved it. This was awesome. Cheers to five so, years, yeah. guys. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. I don't have Cheers. any champagne left, but yeah. you know. And thank you, Courtney. You've been listening forever. Thank you so much. Sorry about your video. No, it's fine. I don't uh, care. About you're the still here, but. but we appreciate you so much, and we couldn't do this without you. And I, I mean, Nicole and John, like seriously, I know I said this before on live, and I'm drunk, but like. You guys are not just friends. You guys are family and I love you guys and you can loop that or whatever the fuck you want to do. But like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. You're you're also um, five years. Okay. Five years and John the cheers to 50 more. 50. I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I would do without you guys. Would I be alive at 50? I I'm mean, pretty much yeah, yes. out. You better <laughs> be alive at 50. Uh, so this is for you Saturday. guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Thanks, everyone. All right. Until next time. Well, all right. Go ahead, Courtney. You sign us out. Until next time. Goodbye and good night. Oh. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>